welcome back to another episode of Journey to the Rise. I'm your host, Lucretia. Today, we continue our conversation with Cassidy Preston. In our conversation, we get into sustainability and what an impact fast fashion has on the environment. Cassidy encourages us to forget the trends and wear what we feel vibes and what is best for us. So let's get back to our conversation with Cassidy Preston. You have, you're very classy. You you can put together an outfit. You know, when I've seen you on the gram, you'll just have this cute little outfit and clearly some sort of thought has gone into, you know, like, let's just toss this together, you know, and, and I don't, you're not, the, you don't seem to be the kind of person who's picking things up off the floor, like, that's clean, let's put this on. You know, like, you're very thoughtful in your, your fashion choices and how you're always well put together, <laughs> always very classy with accessories, and there's clearly a thought process about fashion that makes you inspired to keep being a stylist and, and just find those pieces that there's times I've seen you like pick up pieces and I'm like what is she doing and you put together I'm like oh that's what she's doing (laughs) um I guess it is all based on my mood (laughs) I don't really know I really love textures I love mixing textures mixing time periods I don't think this is a special thing at all but to love vintage everyone loves vintage it's such a big thing. That Hansel, he's so hot right now. But vintage is such a trend. But I hope it sticks around because it's better for the environment. Um, and pieces were just made differently then. But just like mixing old and new and trying to be conscious about if those items, you know, will break down back into the environment. If they're not, can I make them into something else? Will I wear it in 10 years? But can I do that without being a hoarder? <laughs> I don't want to be a pack rat. So I think my inspiration comes from my mood, comes from my love for um, different eras, the environment. I love color, but I personally love the timelessness of neutrals. I, I, want things to be classic and I think part of sustainability for me is a lot of the time neutral colors are timeless. There are so many really cool colorful pieces that are also timeless but um, you can just get more aware and more use out of a capsule wardrobe than you can from statement pieces. So I like to mix and match things like that. Like I'll have some statement pieces but I don't want to be a maximalist and have too many things. I want to be conscious of my carbon footprint, not that my one (laughs) extra bright yellow top is gonna affect the world, but I don't need it, so let's just not get it because I'll wear the tan one 18 times in a week and nobody will know, even though there's not that many days in a week. Like this shirt, I've literally worn the four days with different outfits. (laughs) I'll wash it today. Uh, but um, my mood definitely, like if I'm feeling like I need some fun in my life, like I'll wear my, again, yellow. I just love yellow. I consider it a neutral sometimes. Um, I'll wear like this yellow jacket and I have these like a few different pairs of crazy yellow pants and then like a whatever top and 
I'm like, yeah, I think I just need some sunshine today. And so, and then other days, if I just want to be, you know, blending in, casual kind of thing, I'll just stick to neutral. So it really is just whatever. I mean, you said the thing about, like, I don't look around my floor as if, like, oh, this is clean, this is clean. Girl, <laughs> you better believe that is what I did two days ago. And I wore that nice. outfit twice because it was so cute. I had just gotten this, like, soft little beret thing. Yes, I just finished watching season three of Emily in Paris, so don't get after me for this. But <laughs> I saw this little beret. It was so cute. It was so soft. And I had just gotten a trench coat, another classic piece, just something that you'll have forever. And I had no idea what to wear. I, like, found this pair of men's dress pants that I had gotten forever ago that, like, they were from Goodwill. But they are so big, and I kind of, like, crisscross them the way people do and made them fit and everything. I was like, oh, these are kind of cool. Threw those on. Threw my Doc Martens that I wear every single day on threw on this tank top. I was like, oh, I've got this scarf that's laying over here that I haven't put away yet. Threw that on, wore my beret. I was like, this is the best. Like literally pieces that were just there on the floor that I hadn't worn and, or that I hadn't worn in a long time and just threw it together. And I was like, I love this. (laughs) So I think it's just become... A subconscious thing of like what I can and can't put together so I can just like kind of grab this and be like oh that's clean put it on kind of thing oh that's not wrinkly put that on um because that's another thing too if there's wrinkles I'm like such a stickler for like everything needs to be steamed <laughs> um so <laughs> that's another part too but we won't go off into that but yeah I guess it's just something I've been doing for a while now so it just kind of comes to me but also like mood and all the other junk I said I love that. So do you think it's more important to find pieces that are trendy and be on trend? Or do you think confidence comes, because I think confidence comes from fashion. Do you think it's more important to just find what fits for you and not care so much about trend? Oh, absolutely. Find what fits for you. If you want to stay somewhat on trend, I mean, I would just look at like necklines and things like that because there is something you can go super super trendy and wear like a corset and low-rise jeans that kind of thing or you can have your own style of things that you know fit your body type and see that oh this certain top that I know fits me well this um maybe empire waist or something like that, like a certain shape that works for your body type uh, looks really good on me. And look, they have this updated version with like a collar or certain button fly, like different things on your pants, different things on your sleeves, you know, so there are little tiny tweaks to every clothing item that happens. So like if you think purple looks great on you and Pantone says, purple is out this year wear your purple yes (laughs) don't listen to the trends um wear what you feel confident in or what says I'm Lucretia wear what says what your mood is for the day like so I think always staying true to your own uh personal style is super important and that can change too your style can change every day it can change 
every few years. It can stay the same always. If you're a little bohemian goddess, then you be bohemian, even if Vogue is saying it's time to be clean girl chic or whatever. Like, do what you feel confident in, and people will appreciate that you have your look. I appreciate you saying that because I think it was it was you. I don't think I know it was you who helped me realize that I didn't have to have one specific thing in my closet because there are times I want to be the boho girl and there's times I like jeans and you know like a little like flannelly plaid shirt over a t-shirt or a tank top and and like sometimes I just want to have ribbons in my hair and it was you that really just helped me recognize like you don't have to meet the standard of expectations of you must be this way all the time and it's you gave I think you give others without realizing it that confidence like yeah you can be whoever you want Monday and on Wednesday you can be this person and by the weekend you can be that person and it's all okay (laughs) yes you can because my mood changes I'm wearing men's clothes today like baggy pants and a blazer and then tomorrow I probably want to be like girly girl and everything you should be able to just do what you want I think do what you want and as long as you're happy, then it doesn't matter what everyone else says. I love that. I love that so much. So you, you talk about sustainability. Let's dive that into that a little. How can people be more conscientious about sustainability when it comes to their clothing and fashion choices? Because clearly, if it's a big part of our waste, we need to be a little bit more conscientious. Yeah, I mean, I could talk about sustainability forever. I think the first step to trying to be sustainable is just doing a self-evaluation. Kind of check out what you're looking for whenever you're shopping. Are you shopping for therapy? (laughs) Or are you shopping because you need something? Are you shopping because you found something you're like, oh, this would be great to have? Um, Just kind of check out your own habits, first of all. You don't necessarily have to go to the most sustainable companies all the time, because I get that that can be pricey. Also, sustainability, eco-friendly, clean, whatever, whatever, whatever is all like those are all really hot marketing terms right now so a lot of companies are saying that they're sustainable and they're not necessarily but again I think even just like making the conscious decision to be like you know what I'm only going to shop at places that claim that they're sustainable even if they're not 100% clean at least you know that they're doing something to at least try to be you can say that you're sustainable without actually being, but there are certain certifications that a lot of companies will go through to actually be certified in certain levels of sustainability and environmental consciousness. Um, some will just say that they're environmentally conscious. Um, some will truly list their carbon footprint. Some are um, carbon neutral. So if you want to go that far into it, you definitely can. That is definitely an option, and I highly recommend that. I get that it's not always going to work that way. Sometimes you do have to go and get something from a place that you're not proud of. I will shun Forever 21 forever. Don't do that. Please don't do that. Are they pretty bad? Well, it's just all fast fashion, and um, I don't want to bash all of it because I know H&M will do 
uh, they'll have different efforts. They'll do their Earth Month. They'll, you know, let you trade in jeans and things like that. It's still fast fashion. We really don't need to have so much overproduction. I wish we would slow it down, but the awareness is there and it's happening. And um, I get that sometimes you just need a dress for this event you're going to and you just grab something really quickly and time and money, all of those things are valuable to people, myself included. So, you know, you can't be perfect. It's not possible. But I think just starting there with having the mindset of I want to be more conscious about my purchases. Also, doing closet cleanouts. I've done a lot of closet cleanouts for people and I really, really try to stay away from giving to Goodwill. It's like the worst thing in the world, but um, those clothes go into landfills. They receive too many clothes. A lot of it goes into landfills. Polyester and synthetic fibers don't break down into the earth, so you're truly just throwing trash into a landfill. They also sell big barrels, not barrels, but um, I can't think of the word for it, but bales. They sell huge bales of clothes, like t-shirts and stuff. Like, I don't know if your high school was the Wildcats and it says Wildcat High School and you gave away that shirt to Goodwill five years ago. Most likely some kid in Africa is wearing that because those bales have been mailed and I know this is on, on a podcast, so it's being recorded, but don't quote me on this, but I, this is what happens. Like they sell bales to other countries, these countries buy these items and then they're selling on the markets, which in a way can help their economy. But I don't know the nuts and bolts of all of that. Um, but I do know that that's also littering streets there. They don't sell everything in that bale, so then that goes into their landfills and they don't have the resources to then process those items. So it's just like an endless horrible cycle of just creating, creating, creating and too much. It's too much. Sorry for the interruption. We want to give thanks to our sponsor, Girl Boss Copywriter. If you are a small or medium-sized business and you don't have time to manage your newsletter, write your blogs, maybe your website needs an overhaul and you need to update the content so that you can connect better with your existing and prospective clients, Girl Boss Copywriter can help you. Go and check out her website, Girl Boss Copywriter. You can also find her on social media. We have those links in our show notes and and find out how she can help you connect to your ideal and prospective clients. You know, cleaning out your closet and saying, oh, I have a minimal closet, I'm sustainable, isn't necessarily the truth. Um, but again, what are you going to do with those clothes? So, um, I don't know, if you're able to reuse, rewear, get hand-me-downs, resell, Poshmark is great, uh, women's shelters, orphanages, certain homeless shelters, things like that. Go local. People will actually wear these things. Wear your clothes until they're done. Until they are done. And also check your fat. Uh, fiber content. Um, natural fibers, wearing natural fibers, 
is so much better for the environment. It does take a little bit more energy to create because you, know, you have to grow these, uh, you know, like cotton, for example, you have to grow cotton, you have to grow flax, you have to do all of these things and water them and process them and all of that. But at least at the end of the day, when someone's throwing away that t-shirt because they don't care, it will break down eventually versus their polyester, synthetic, spandex, that kind of thing. And technology is there where um, there are a lot of fabrics that are being replicated, like the stretch and everything, in a natural fiber instead of it only being a synthetic fiber. But yeah, being conscious of all of those things would be very helpful. And that's not all. You can do so much more. <laughs> And I think we could all take a glance at our closet and probably instead of getting rid of things saying, how can I repurpose this for my own wearing needs? Or like you're saying, I love the idea of giving it to someone like a homeless shelter, a woman, you know, a woman shelter that needs that type of thing. You know, that way it's going to get worn again and volunteered with Help Portrait. And the clothes there are all donated from churches. And this man got a suit that I, I photo he was in my booth and I was photographing him. And the entire time he was in my suit, he's like, he was literally in there just praising, you know, a higher power because he had a suit and he felt good about himself. And whoever donated it, you know, clearly didn't need it anymore, but that man was wearing it with a lot of pride. So I think what you're saying, if we could get that message out to more people, like, you know, forego the goodwill and go find a shelter where it will be appreciated and enjoyed. Absolutely. Yes, yes, yes. So with your schedule, um, how do you stay fit? <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> Um, I love yoga. It is my favorite thing. My friends make fun of me because it's all I talk about. <laughs> if I don't do a class of some sort, then I just won't. Uh, I love yoga and it's a good meditation. It's a good way to slow down. It's just an hour of the day. So I would have to say yoga, I guess. Also staying away from crafty. I have always been, not always, but for the most part I'm vegetarian but recently I've decided I should probably start eating a little bit more meat so I mean I'm just always conscious of like kind of what I'm eating but I mean give me a box of Cheez-Its and I will kill that box of Cheez-Its <laughs> um so I'm balance also I'm just balance and I think the one of those like mental health things that I was mentioning before of like trying to find balance within your work life is definitely like creating time for yourself to work out in some way or get some sunlight on a walk or something like that will do wonders but for me specifically my favorite thing to do is yoga for sure yoga is always good always good you can do it anywhere as long as you've got a mm -hmm. absolutely <laughs> absolutely do you still do with your schedule personal styling I do. I haven't done it in a while just because I haven't really been here, but I have one I had a fitting for this morning right before this. And so I do, I still do personal styling. I haven't done closet cleanouts like we were just talking about in a while, but those are so much fun because yeah, not only can you help someone like decide what they don't need in their closet anymore and 
then I can help them figure out where to take those things. You can also help them figure out how to um, re-wear in different ways what they have, um, pick out different looks that you wouldn't have thought of before. Just It's just fun to have someone else's perspective on your own closet. So, mm-hmm. I mean, I would love for someone to come in and do it for me. Cause I'm like, <laughs> I've seen these clothes so many times. I need someone else to help me. But um, yeah, I still do. That's awesome. Do you do virtual styling as long as well as in person, or like in person? Um, I offer that, but I haven't done it yet. Um, I offer it as an option, but COVID never really changed any of that for me, actually. And typically it's still just been in person. Nice. Nice. But it's an option. You never know. <laughs> yeah. Very, very (laughs) cool. So if there's someone out there and they're feeling down about their wardrobe and they want to be more confident in their clothes, like as a stylist, like what advice would you have for them besides, you know, set up, of course, setting up a, you know, personal styling session with you? Oh, um, yeah. If you just want to do it yourself um, and just get a little inspiration. I know this is going to make me sound so old but pinterest go on pinterest (laughs) type in a few keywords i mean it's still a really really kicking app um that's something that i use to collaborate with people all the time it's not it wasn't something that i chose to use but it's actually been really helpful not just an inspiration board but i mean it's the beginning of the year to create an inspiration for the year um yeah. You just scroll through and whatever catches your eye. If you're like, oh, I kind of like that, but I would never wear it, still save it. And then you can mix that with things that you do have. And you'll you'll see things and then look in your closet and be like, oh, my gosh, wait, I have a plain white button down and I could wear it this way and that way and this way and with the skirt over it. And find inspiration um, and create little boards for yourself. And um, it'll just get your creative juices going. I love it. Is there a key piece that we should seek to have in our wardrobe? Ooh, a denim jacket. Oh, yeah. Everyone needs a denim jacket. Absolutely. And a white t-shirt. I love that look. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> Do you have a go-to piece in your wardrobe or your your accessories? Every blazer I own. <laughs> I wear a blazer with everything, probably. I hate the summer because I can't really wear a blazer, but I can wear a blazer dress. Um, oh, yeah. And gold jewelry. <laughs> so you carry yourself, you're beautiful, you're classy, you're clearly confident. Like, what do you do for your self care and to feel good and confident? Hmm. Um, for my self care, try to drink a lot of water. Always makes me feel good. Tea. Coffee. (laughs) The three main um, food groups. (laughs) Absolutely. Water, coffee, tea. Now, things I do for myself, see my friends, say hi to everyone I, uh, every stranger that I see, smile. simple things like that you know there's no like special thing I don't know and it's hard to for every day to be a good day because it's probably impossible but you know just do little things like that self-care 
is also reading a book and being alone, lighting a candle, those kind of things too. It's not necessarily like going and having a spa day and things like that, even though those are great to do too, but, um, you know, just being a kind person. Yeah, I love that. I love that. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) You're such an inspiration. You motivate me to want to pursue my dreams and goals. You have helped me see when I dress better, I feel better. You have like this natural gift of noticing the colors and patterns and style. Is that something that can be taught or is that more of like a natural born gift? Oh, that is something I do not know the answer to. Um, That's also a very flattering statement in it within the question so thank you for that um but i i mean i don't want to downplay what i do i to me it seems like it's something everyone can do but also i do know that it's something you have to have an eye for like i i know i mean maybe i could learn how one day i think for the most part lots of things are teachable but i don't have the eye to be a photographer. I don't have the voice to be a singer. I know I couldn't do those things and those are really hard to me. So maybe what I do is kind of a natural thing that some people kind of have an eye for and some people don't. But it also could just be one of those things that everyone can have an eye for and some people just don't care because it is in some way a vanity so that's a really tough question um but I also think it's a creative outlet and so to me it's just one of those things that's art form and that's why it interests me Hmm. but to answer that I have no answer So being a stylist as glamorous as Rachel Zoe seems to make it be, like when I watch her and her, her different things, she makes it seem like, oh, it's so glamorous and lovely. Is it always glamorous or is there some chaos to being a stylist? Well, honestly, Rachel Zoe might have it glamorous. I am nowhere near <laughs> Rachel Zoe, so for me, it is not glamorous. I am lugging my rolling racks into my car. I am moving bags and things. So I don't know. Maybe it is that glamorous. We'll see. I will tell you one day if I get there. (laughs) Okay, perfect. I love that. (laughs) Who would be your dream client or opportunity? Oh, a dream client? Like someone to style? I would have to say Michelle Obama. She's so cool. Oh, yeah. She is so cool. And I feel like she has her own style specifically, but she's also, I don't know, it seems like she'd be open to cool different things. And I know she doesn't go, she isn't forced to go to as many events and everything as she once had to, but love to just like hang out with her, go through her closet and shop with her. That would be the coolest thing. If you need an assistant on that day, just let me know. Like, I will magically clear my schedule. (laughs) I will push all the clothing racks and carry all of the bags. (laughs) You and, like, 50 other people. I will call you immediately. (laughs) Perfect. Because I also want her playlist. Because she seems to have incredible taste in music as well. No, she's just so cool. <laughs> we'll be in the styling room and I'll be rocking up the back and you'll be like, I don't know her. I don't know why she's here. <laughs> this is fun. Yes, if there was someone out there with an interest in being a stylist, what advice do you have for them? 
don't be afraid of reaching out to people. Also, don't think that you're lacking anything. You have all of the tools that everyone else had whenever they started. You probably have all of the tools that stylists have now, besides the experience. Um, so just do it. Just research, that. look it up. This is a job that didn't exist like 10, 15 years ago. So probably 15 years ago now. Um, so it's a newer thing. So kind of do it however you want. There's not really a right or wrong way. I love that. And if people want to know more, more about you or set up a session to be styled by you or a closet clean out, like where can people, where can people find you? I mean, technically you could find me on my, um, styling Instagram. I don't post on there. So, um, I have a personal Instagram. It's just Cassidy.Preston. Um, but I also have a website, CassidyPreston.com. Um, yeah, that's how you can find me. <laughs> Just send me a little message. <laughs> Perfect. Well, I really appreciate you being here. You're amazing. Again, you're inspiring people and don't even realize it. And I know your time is valuable. And I know we went way over today, but I really appreciate your time. And Totally fine. I have so much fun talking to you. <laughs> Yay! Save! You're the best. <laughs> Well, good luck with everything, Lucretia. Um, let me know how this goes. Thank you. I don't even know how it sounds. Yeah. But this has been a lot of fun talking to you. And uh, thank you so much. Thank you. My pleasure. Thank you so much. Next week, we welcome BJ Homesteader. He is based in Middle Tennessee and has a wealth of knowledge when it comes to growing your own vegetables, creating a little homestead on even the smallest of acreage. Information there, uh, it's just basically trying to find one step at a time your basis and what you're looking for and let it grow. And that's what we did. So the less we were buying, the more we were growing. We were looking more into natural uh, plants. We did notice, I documented over the years, uh, that was a good thing from when we first started, all the different plants, the gardens. Um, so I could monitor what we were doing. You can see it. Um, and so today, uh, this year, I got a big year coming up. We are excited about some of the things that we're going to take from all those years. And we're going to uh, uh, bring these things all together. Uh, we are so pumped because we're constantly learning something new. We are. That's it for today's episode. Thank you so much for joining us. To let you in on a little behind the scenes of Journey to the Rise, because just like people we talk to, I'm also working on taking the necessary steps and putting in the time to create something I hope that will entertain and inspire you, the listener. I don't always get to record the intros in in an ideal space. Sometimes it is in a room with my dog, who doesn't care about how many times it takes to get the audio correct. I think it's a good indication that even when things are not perfect, you keep going and take the steps to make your dream a reality. With that being said... I thought I would share a little bit of what it's like to record with a dog in the room. Being conscientious of when we go shop. (laughs) And being conscientious when we go shopping. 
honestly, when I got done with this conversation, I went and looked. This is what happens when you try to find a quiet place to record and your dog has decided to start playing with her toys and knocking over your microphone. I realized I really wanted to be part of the sustainability aspect in fashion and I'm looking forward to seeing how this changes how I... (laughs) Oh my god. When I scheduled this interview with Cassidy and it was... Really? Just, oh my god. Do you... When I scheduled this interview with Cassidy, this was not where I... Oh my gosh. That's it for us this week. I want to thank all of you for listening. We also want to thank our supporter, Girl Boss Copywriter and Girl Boss Productions. I'm your host, Lucretia, and you have been listening to Journey to the Rise. This episode was produced and edited by Girl Boss Productions.